in my opinion, radical honesty, transparency, and this is why I value it so much now, it begins first and foremost with me acknowledging truths to myself, which are oftentimes quite uncomfortable truths. And then I can give that gift of transparency to whether it's my partner, like the two of you are beautifully doing, or my community or, or the world at scale, you know, whomever it is. Welcome to the Ignited Recovery Podcast, a new way forward for anyone looking for answers but feeling left out. If you've been searching for empowerment, triumph, and purpose, you've found them right here. You won't hear the same solutions and you're not going to have any excuses to fall back on because Ignited Recovery allows heroes to rise and become their best selves. I'm Dr. Adi Jaffe and I can't wait to be your guide on this journey. Are you ready to become an Ignited Hero? I believe a lot of us that go into this field or that gravitate toward it, right? Or I'm just using the traditional, like universal way we refer it, right? The helpers, the caretakers, right? The fixers. We can all, I think, identify with a personality characteristic, most of us, that led us to be the helping or desire to be the helping professional that we are. And what I've come to realize is I call that conditioning, right? That's a pattern. That's as far as I see it, how we learn to show up in our relationships. For me and for many of us, I feel like we are predisposed. That conditioned pattern sets us up to do that really successfully. I was really good at being that black blank slate because I was doing that in all of my other relationships too. Mm. I didn't show my authentic self with her needs and her wants and her feelings to most, if any, of my relationships because of my own childhood dynamics and because of how I learned to show up putting other people before me. I also, as a result of feeling chronically overwhelmed in childhood with limited emotional support, the way I learned to cope was I dissociated. So now I even had this great, I call it my spaceship, this great place I went to be distanced from my feelings. So when I say I was set up to be a blank slate, I mean, I was right? And I was good at it. I would come into, I mean, at least I, I, so I believed myself to be, I was really, I thought very good at that. However, to speak to your point, it was taking this underlying toll on me day after day after day. And I believe living out of that alignment, right? Not being able to be embodied in the room because I was taught not to by my parents, right? Mm. In my conditioning. And then by my field, kind of give me all the reasons why not to, before I knew it, all of these feelings got to the point of eruption. And that's when I think they broke through for me. I actually started to have physical symptoms being in the room. I was losing my words. I couldn't actually be present to the, the clients in front of me. And in my opinion, what you experienced was what contributed to my breakdown, which is why when I said I went online and one of my intentions was that authenticity was to be able to find a platform I would have never imagined how big the platform would have gotten, but to find a platform where I could speak a truth. Because for me, that was part of my healing. There was mm. something therapeutic and symbolic for me in having my truth out there into the world. Because for 20 some odd, almost then 30 some years, I wasn't living that. I wasn't living that in the room and I wasn't living that in my relationships. I feel like most, I love, I love your work. Um, it's really beautiful and really refreshing. It's, you know, the same work that a D and I echo in our relationship. And, you know, we've been through cheating and lies and, you know, married adultery and not married. And, you know, we have three kids. And so we share those struggles very openly now on the podcast. It's really what 
initiated the podcast to begin at all was because we wanted a longer format of telling our story. Um, even though we were sharing it on social media, it's like easy to kind of get lost, um, you know, in that short paragraph. So we wanted to expand. And so this podcast is all about radical transparency. That's really, you know, what we strive for in our relationship and Adi with his, with his addictions, um, healing through his addictions and then helping his clients really helped. That was the link. And that's what helped us heal and helped us crawl out of that cycle we were in of like just hurting each other and lying and taking things personally was like just showing up exactly as we are flawed, authentic, and, and radically transparent, even when it's really tough. And it's funny because even when a D and I went into therapy with our first therapist who bless her heart, had no idea what she was (laughs) getting into, (laughs) but we kind of proposed, um, we proposed this radical transparency. We didn't have a name for it, but we were like, I was like, I want to know every single detail of every single person he's ever been with, whether it's a kiss, whether, you know, and, and this was crazy to her at the time. She was like, I will hold space for this, but I don't think this is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and we went on from there and it's like he and I tuned into that, that like vibration of what would heal us. And I love that on your platform, you talk about self-healing because like, that is what we unlocked was the ability to heal ourselves. And we use different tools to do so now, like from substances to like our, even just talking about it on our platforms and, um, in our own friendships and relationships. But I really want to hear more from you about this, um, this idea of self-healing. Yeah, absolutely. I want to commend both of you because I think what has been so attractive to me kind of, as you became in my ethers, knowing about your work was that you know, that, mm-hmm. that radical, I call it radical honesty. And I believe mm-hmm. it begins and a, a reason why so many of us struggle, right? Whether it's a therapist to hold space or hear someone, someone else's truth. It's because the work begins within, I mean, the most cliched thing, but the most real r- reality that we live, right? Meaning so many of us are lying to ourselves. I know I did. I know I had all of these narratives. I call them stories, right? About myself, my past, my way in the world, my part I play in relationships, my future. I had all these stories, and I wasn't being fully honest. I was only telling myself part of the story. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, radical honesty, transparency, and this is why I value it so much now, it begins first and foremost with me acknowledging truths to myself, which are oftentimes quite uncomfortable truths. And then I can give that gift of transparency to whether it's my partner, like the two of you are beautifully doing, or my community or, or the world at scale, you know, whomever it is. And I don't see that we get to get there until we give our gift of honesty to ourselves. And that's hard as hell. So I commend <laughs> the two of you. And I definitely think it's been part of my own healing, self-healing journey as well. So you saw something, okay, did you want to say? No, 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 go ahead. You said something earlier about, about the therapy room, and this is where the concept of self-healing really comes from. You're never going to hear me tell people or dissuade people from having that therapeutic experience with somebody, like, right? Like we are taught, and that is necessary for a lot of our healing journeys. I've been in many types of therapy over the course of my journey so far. Hey everybody, it's Adi again, and I want to share with you something that I believe is one of the most useful free tools I've ever created for my clients and for you. It's our free personalized My Drinking Score report. 
Look, you already know that at Ignited, we don't care much for labels and we don't believe in any of those once a blah, 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 always a blah, blah, blah slogan. But if you are questioning your specific relationship with alcohol, you may be trying to figure out how to understand what you need to do and whether you're moving in the right direction. Well, then this completely free tool is for you and will give you the answers you're looking for. All you're gonna do is you're gonna take a five minute quiz answering simple questions that you know the answers to. And then like magic, our system is gonna spit out a custom report so that you can find out more about your relationship with alcohol and actually get guidance and help to some of the changes that you can individually make. I created this tool to give you a customized, personalized virtual resource that you can take at any time and that makes it easy to get the exact recommendations and steps that you need to help eliminate your struggles. Anybody can take it and did I mention that it's completely 100% free? Well, it is. So stop running around in circles trying to figure out why you're having a hard time getting sober and get real solutions and guidance to help transform your life and get ignited forever. Just pause this audio right now and go to ignited.com forward slash go. Again, that's ignited.com forward slash go and take our five minute quiz right now. Find out what your drinking score is and then share it and tag us on Instagram or Facebook because remember, fuck shame. Together, we get to move forward and get better every day. The, what I mean when I, self, when I say self-healing is I have now come to the awareness that anything we're doing for a limited amount of time, whether it's a one hour a week therapy session, which is the most, the few that are privileged enough to be able to afford therapy can, can get is that one hour, right? Whether it's the gym that we want to, we go to maybe one, one, one hour a week, right? Anything we're doing, maybe it's even a transformative, I heard you say you know, medications, like maybe it's a transformative, you know, uh, psychedelic weekend we went to do. One time, one thing, in my opinion, can't combat that daily, I call it the autopilot, the daily subconscious that's running the patterns that are causing us that stuckness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say, say self-healing. It's what are the rest of the things that we can do that we can harness now understanding that there is a new science out there that is real and valid called epigenetics, which gives us a bit of power back, which says, yes, we are all gifted with you know, certain genetic components. And then we have everything we do every day. And it's those decisions that we make in terms of our lifestyle. What are we eating? How much are we sleeping? How do we manage stress that really impact that play a role, right? In whether or not those, those genes are going to express. So that becomes the point of questioning then, okay, what are those choices that you're making outside of this one hour, wherever you're spending? So yes, therapy is important. Right, these experiences that we give ourselves, these workshop weekends, or these I, all of these things are important. But what I mean when I say self healing is, what does the rest of your day to day life look like? What are those patterns and those conditioned stuck points um, that meant that are that are causing most of us to be to continue to live in our past and not in a newly created future that's different. This brings up a conversation I just had with the people. So I run a lot of online groups and one of them uh, happens on Tuesdays. So yesterday we were talking and it's an addiction group. And so there has been this within that group in particular, there've been a couple of people who had been having a hard time sharing the fact that they had slipped up and hadn't been sober for the last couple of meetings. And my whole thing is about creating a very safe space. Kind of fuck shame is one of our big mottos, right? Like, Hey, 
you're not perfect. None of us are perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. And so it's funny in the conversation that we're having, because as soon as I heard about it, part of me took it personally. That's the ego, the wound, the part of me that's like, I'm here to help. What, don't, how dare they do this to me? Kind of a crappy story in my own head. Right. But then when we got into the, in the meeting, what I was talking to them about was exactly what you're saying right now, which is this idea that, look, we're here for the one time a week. You know, you maybe some of you come into my second group, you go to some of the other things. That's all great. But it starts between your ears. And, and for, for me, the question that I ask them is, how do we treat that voice? How do we address that voice in our head that tells us we're not enough, that tells us we're damaged, that uses any, any small misstep, right? Sometimes it could be the tiniest little thing, like somebody didn't smile at you the way you thought that yeah. they would, or, or you sent a text and somebody didn't respond within 15 minutes or whatever your internal marker is. And then that, that internal voice that can always question and always pick at us comes in. And, you know, for a lot of people that I work with who struggle with their self-image and self-esteem and efficacy and agency, the voice is, I'm a failure. I've always been a failure. I knew it. People know it. I have to keep pretending. And, and everything else around us is this protective mechanism to not let people in to the knowledge that this internal vulnerability exists. Mm-hmm. And what you just said, the reason I think this is such an important part of self-healing, we spent an hour yesterday talking about it. Your healing starts from the understanding that that voice is not reality and that your job is almost to release as much of that voice as you feel comfortable doing at every given moment. Because the moment you release this expectation that you are isolated and alone in this feeling and that everybody is just one second away from realizing that you're really a failure, but in fact, it's just this internal, you talked about it, this programming that you've had, right? The, the learning, the conditioning you've had over your lifetime. We've been taught that we're supposed to pretend we're good, but I found in my work, I don't know with how many hundreds or thousands of people at this point, that it's actually the opposite. The more real we get with people about our actual internal process, the more real other people feel like they can get with us. And that's where true intimacy comes from. That's where deep connections come from. When Sophie was asking for that in therapy, it was scary. It was scary for me because the idea was, oh my God, but if she really knows what's happening in my head, she's going to leave me. And it was scary for the therapist because we're told, all of us, over and over and over, hey, share what works, keep the rest, and work on it yourself in your own sessions. Don't cross that boundary. Yeah, I love that. That's really, really powerful. And I want to, I love um, your, your fuck shame, you know, kind of mantra. And I second that. And this is why I talk so much about, you know, the past and our childhood and conditioning. Because uh, I've come to find in myself and in the many that I've worked and now just in the community members, there is such incredible shame because we are watching ourselves, you know, and, and and there are so many moments. I can't tell you how many moments I sat in my old practice with clients, right? Speaking from the very conscious, rational, front prefrontal cortex lobe, right? Where we can be very insightful and be distanced from these patterns and come up with all of these great things that we're going to do differently the next time to avoid, right? That trap, that thing that happened. And then I, the person comes back in the next week and, you know, head hung in shame is kind of relaying that it didn't work. I must, and, and I know what they, maybe they spoke it, maybe they didn't more often they didn't underneath. I'm coming to realize it's, Oh, this is that confirmation that I'm broken. I can't do this. I can't change. There's something wrong with me. Why can't I just do this new thing when I really need to? Mm. And this is why I, 
and I talk so heavily, you know, about, I have a lot of parents. So I always talking about parents and the role they play, you know, it's because I want to offer the people, you know, I offer the collective really relief from the shame that I think so many of us are living under. So I, I, you know, I commend the work that the two of you are also putting out because it is about that honesty and it is about learning how to be honest with ourselves. So then we can then develop that intimacy with someone else where our whole story, it's safe enough, you know, to tell our whole story to someone else. And this might not apply to all of the relationships, you know, that listeners find themselves in, um, but it's learning the discretion, you know, and learning how to create the safety in some of the relationships that we have so that we can, and to speak to your point between the ears, right. It all begins up here. A lot of what we're fearing too is, is not, is not in the current moment. Let me put it that way. Right. We're a lot of us are avoiding a past pain that was very real for us. That rejection that I'm not good enough, right. That someone left me feeling that very much happened. A lot of us are desperately keeping ourselves safe from that threat that for many of us isn't present. So when we do become vulnerable and when we do share, and I don't suggest we just pull back the curtain and air it all out, right. It's kind of like a window of tolerance. You begin to let people in a little more because the gift of that not only is becoming closer in intimacy and honesty, the gift of that is each time I share something, and of course I'm going to be fearful. What will this person do? Won't they, will they not love me? Maybe I won't hear from them again. When none of that happens and when the person's still there on the other side of the relationship, right? When we work, we walk through that fear. Now I can feel a little safer telling that person that same thing, maybe a little mm-hmm. more that Mm -hmm. next time. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for tuning into the Ignited Heroes Recovery Podcast. I really hope you found the information here useful and that we'll see you back here next week. And look, I want to make sure that this podcast is the most useful it can be for you. So please let me know by emailing info at ignited.com if there are any specific topics or questions you'd like to have addressed. As usual, if you like this episode, I would love for you to leave us a five-star review and rating. Thanks, and see you next week.